0: editor b here so before we get started just know that whenever you hear this sound i bleep something out so again whenever you hear this sound i said a bad word because this is a child-friendly podcast and i'd like to keep it child-friendly so let's get started Welcome to Atla Badly Recapped. I'm your host, B. Today we're going to be recapping Season 1, Episode 1 of Avatar the Last Airbender, The Boy in the Ice. Before I get started with the summary, please go watch the actual episode, as I will not do it any justice. Alright, let's get started. So we start off with the intro you know, the water, earth, fire, air, But this time, it's the first episode, so it's special this time. And we begin with Katara, one of the main characters monologuing. She says that her grandmother used to tell her stories about a time when there was a big peace. You know, peace. Peace. No fighting. Quite unlike our world. But moving on. The Avatar helped enforce this peace. But the Fire Nation, you know, one of the Four Nations, was like, (laughs) Peace? What if what if I just attacked? And the Fire Nation attacked. It doesn't specify where or when the Fire Nation attacked, but it attacked. So anyway, the world was like, Avatar! Avatar! help, we need you! And the Avatar was like, Hell nah! And just dipped. So yeah, the Avatar just disappeared off of the face of the earth. Uh, What a very nice guy. And moving on, back to the present, Katara and Sokka, who is Katara's brother, are taking care of their tribe, the Southern Northern Tribe, while their father left to go to the Earth Kingdom to get help to fight the Fire Nation, which is really bad parenting. But moving on, Katara fully believes that the Avatar will return, because she is the wholesome one in this show, if you can't tell by now. So we open up on a shot with uh, Katara and Sokka in a boat canoe thingy, and they're fishing. And Katara uses her magic water powers to get a fish straight from the water. It's kind of cool, actually. I wish I could do that. But moving on, Sokka, um, makes a comment and, about his meat obsession. And then Katara's like, Sokka, look, I caught a fish. I'm, I'm better than you. And Sokka's like, shh, you'll scare the fish away. Anyways... Apparently Sokka has a thing about water powers as he causes Katara to drop the fish. I guess they won't be eating tonight. But moving on, Katara says, Katara has this line where she says, At least I don't make muscles at myself every time I see my reflection. Katara, you don't make muscles at yourself every time you see your reflection? What a weirdo. And then we have this dramatic moment where there's a conveniently placed current that they just happen to go into. And they almost die. Keep this in mind, they almost die a lot. Katara is very helpful by yelling at Sokka, and then the boat smashes into an iceberg. But they conveniently fall into an ice floe nearby, because they're the main characters and they can't die five minutes into the episode. But anyway, they have a fight, and Katara calls Sokka sexist and everything. And then in her absolute rage and anger, Katara water bends or slices through a giant iceberg that's situated behind them and almost kills them both for the second time. Anyway, so this giant iceberg is apparently magical because it starts to glow and then kind of does this thing where it almost sinks but then writes itself again. And then uh, it's backlit and there's a, a, a bald guy inside the iceberg. So that's probably a corpse. Um, Katara and Sokka make their way over to the iceberg. And Katara grabs an axe from, from Sokka. Keep in mind, this is a very tiny axe. And tries to open the gigantic iceberg. And because the show doesn't want us to sit here for three hours watching Katara attempt to open the iceberg with a tiny hatchet. Uh, a, con- a magic crack conveniently starts to grow. And then, suddenly, a giant beam of light and energy shoots up from the iceberg alerting a, a, a edgy hot topic teen on a giant ship nearby uh, this teenager by the way has has a really weird hairstyle it's like a samurai ponytail but the rest of his hair is bald it's very weird and this uh, weird hair man just goes finally what are you gonna do take over the world now anyway there's this old man and he has a line or something I forget what it is I didn't record it And apparently, this weird-haired man is named Prince Zuko. And he says, This raw power, it could only be the Avatar. I need to capture the Avatar! Yep, that's season one. And we go back to the iceberg. And this uh, bald monkey person really epically stands up with the arrow on their head glowing. And then literally stops glowing and then falls down the iceberg. And right into Katara's arms, because, you know, she's there. She's the nice one. Katara, that's a corpse you're holding. And then, because of plot, the corpse opens its eyes, and it's alive. And, um, this corpse, Bald Monkey, just call him Bald Monkey, looks up at Katara and says, I have something plot-relevant to tell you. And Katara goes, is it a spoiler? I love spoilers! And then after all this hyping up, uh, the bald monkey goes, Will you go penguin sledding with me? And Katara, Katara goes, uh, sure. Because, um, this random bald monkey a- Is kind of creepy, to be honest. And then, but then we see Appa, who's a giant flying bison, and is so adorable, I want to hug him. And the bomb monkey introduces the giant shaggy thing as Appa, the flying bison. And then Sokka has this nice line where he goes, Right, and this is Katara, my flying sister. Because he doesn't believe the bison can fly. And then Sokka gets sneezed on because, you know, it's always him. And he, he, he now he's covered in bison boogers. Nice alliteration. Moving on. Uh, Sokka is righteously suspicious of the bald monkey because, you know, he's just a random guy you found in an iceberg. He could be anyone. He could be Fire Nation. And then the bald monkey just smiles and looks all innocent. And then the bald monkey sneezes and flies 60 feet up in the air. I wish I could do that. Every time I was in a social interaction, I could just sneeze. And then I would fly 60 feet up in the air and away. And the bald arrow man, after landing back down, introduces himself as Aang. And he's an airbender. Because, you know. And then Sokka's like, okay, this is some kind of weird fever dream. I'm out. And then Aang's like, okay, I can take you back to wherever the hell you came from on Appa. Because, you know, they never actually told them where they came from. And... Uh... Katara climbs on Appa because, you know, she trusts him. Like the wholesome, pure person she is. And Sokka's like, okay, no thanks. And what Katara should have said is, what, are you going to swim home? And then Sokka sulks really, really epically and climbs up onto Appa. And we get our first Appa, yip yip. But this time, Appa doesn't fly. Because according to Aang, he's tired which is an understatement. He should be dead. <laughs> moving on. Uh Aang is smiling at Katara because, you know, his adolescent brain has already fallen for Katara. And Katara goes, why are you smiling at me? And Aang's like, I was smiling? Jesus Christ. Uh Moving on. Uh, we go back to the ominous ship and we see Zuko going, and we see uh Zuko's l- being literally, I don't need sleep. I need answers. But instead of answers, it's honor. Oh, speaking of honor, we get our first mention of honor here. You know, it's gonna be a thing. Keep that in mind. Oh, back to Appa, we have this really cute moment where Katara goes, "Hey," and Aang goes, "Hey," and they have this conversation, and then they go go to bed because they, you know, it's gonna be a while till they get back to the Southern Southern Water Tribe, and uh, Aang has a plot relevant nightmare where. Where we get some of his backstory, you know, for, for reasons, and uh, he's riding on up, and they're in a the thunderstorm, and then they fall into the ocean and almost drown, but then uh, Aang's magical powers activate, and his arrows start glowing, and he freezes the water around them, so they're suspended. Really nice. Anyway, he wakes up in a tent in in the village, and he does he doesn't have a shirt on. Looks kind of cool, to be honest. But then Katara comes in and she says, um, I'm gonna introduce you to the entire village. And he comes out and the entire village is 18 people. It's a tiny village. It's sad, but funny. Anyway, um, so we have, uh, Angus, uh, why, why are you all looking at me like that? Because the village is looking at him like he's some sort of unicorn or. Uh, magical being <laughs> anyway and this old woman steps up and she says we thought airbenders were extinct and Ang goes extinct <laughs> ang y- you sweet child your entire cut ca- no, no 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 not the time Ahem. anyways ang shows off his uh, awesome flight skills with his stick glider and he f- he does fly Right into a snow watchtower. Which is owned by Sokka. Because, you know, Sokka can't have anything. And then we have this funny thing. Where Sokka gets absolutely destroyed by a snow pile. And then we go back to the ship. Where we see Zuko training his firebending with two other fire soldiers. And then the wise old man comes up to Zuko and says, Power and firebending comes from the breath, not the muscles. And Zuko goes, Hell nah! And then incinerates one of the soldiers. And then we've got a casual title mention, and then Zuko goes, We have to go capture the Avatar! And then the old man says, Well, yeah, but I have to finish my roast duck first. And then we go back to the village where Sokka is training literal two-year-olds, which makes sense because they're at the same maturity level. Anyway, and Aang makes a joke about pee, which we can just skate over. And then we finally get to the to the penguin sledding. And so Aang rushes off to the penguins with an animation that makes him look like Sonic. Aang is Sonic confirmed! And then we see the penguin designed for the first time and they're really adorable. And Aang attempts to, to tame them by imitating to be a penguin and it looks really stupid. And then Guitar asks Aang to help to help teach her with her bending and he's like but I, but i'm an airbender idiot and he asks is there any other waterbenders in your village and katara says no she's the only waterbender she says it's all dramatic like katara you're the only waterbender in 18 people what a shocker anyway so ang is actually really nice in the scene and he says i can i can help get you to the north pole to the northern water tribe and we can find a teacher for you there and Katara's like, but how? And then Aang's like, I have a literal flying bison. We can just fly there. Anyway, moving on. Uh, they... And then, uh, Katara teaches Aang how to, how to get the penguins. She gives him a fish, and he gets crushed by penguins. And then, there's this really nice bit where they go penguin sledding, and it looks so good fun! But anyway, uh, they-, they, they after they penguin sled, they come across uh, the, the kind of ruins, but not really. A beached giant fire nation ship. It looks pretty ominous. And then Aang's like, oh, let's go explore it. And Katara's like, but no, wait, wait, wait. Uh, there could be traps. Aang says, part of being a bender is, ha- is having no fear. Fear. No, Aang. Part of being a bender is having common sense, something that you don't have. Uh, moving on. um, When they go explore the ship, there's this moment where Katara tells him that she thinks that he's been in the side the iceberg for a hundred years. Because, you know, uh, the airbenders have been extinct for a hundred years. He also doesn't know about the hundred year war, apparently. And, but there's a moment that's really cute where, where, like, Aang says to Katara, I have you now. And I'm like, You've you've known each other for for, for 30 30 minutes. Slow down. But anyway, they do eventually run into a booby trap, you know. Because, you know, that's what's going to happen. And uh, it sets off a flare, which alerts Edgy Hair Man, who sees them through a telescope. And he sees Aang and Katara going down. And he has this really ominous line where where his gaze pans over to the village, and he's probably going to kill everyone in the village. But moving on, he also has really pretty eyes, by the way. And um, we fade to black with a white text that says, To be continued. So that is the ending of episode one of Avatar The Last Airbender, and this is the end of episode one of Adla- Atla badly recapped, and <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Big shout outs to Bem, and I see you next time.